Good morning, and God bless you as we venture into another uh, podcast this morning. I'm excited about sharing with you. It's so good to have the opportunity to just share a little bit uh, with you from the Word of God. And uh, let me give you my email address, and then I'll jump right into our text for today. Uh, My email is lhart07 at aol.com. That's just L-H-A-R-T-0-7 at AOL.com. And please let us hear from you and know that you're listening and tell us what you think about the podcast. This morning, I want to remind you of a story that I think everybody will probably be familiar with, and that is about a man named Joseph. Uh, We look back in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, and we find uh, Jacob had 12 sons. Uh, Joseph uh, was his favorite and he favored him, but Joseph was a dreamer and he had had dreams and he shared those dreams with his brothers that one day he was going to be a ruler and they were all going to bow down and, and uh, before him. And, and while this angered his brothers, they were already jealous of him and, and uh, they decided they wanted to get rid of him. And you know the story, one day they literally sold him into slavery And he ends up in the land of Egypt as uh, a servant there of a man named Potiphar. And and, uh, things are going good for him for a while. But then there's a disaster as uh, Potiphar's wife begins to try to seduce him. And he ends up fleeing and uh, she lies and then he's put in prison. And and according to the Psalms, he was beaten and put in stocks and and uh, but during that period of time, God's favor was with him. God loved Joseph. Joseph was a good boy. He he went there as a seventeen year old, and uh, he'd been taught well because he stayed true to God during that time. He interpreted some dreams for a couple of uh, servants of Pharaoh that were there in the prison, and and uh, those dreams came true. Uh, but Joseph had asked the. Uh, cupbearer to remember him when he was restored to favor of Pharaoh, but uh, the cupbearer, like so many times other people do, they forgot about him and left him in prison another couple of years. But one day Pharaoh had a dream and none of the people there could interpret it. All of his wise men and people that he depended on, they couldn't interpret his dream and he was frustrated and and the cupbearer then remembered, oh, there's a guy that I met in the prison. Uh, he's, a, he's, an, uh, he's not a, an Egyptian. He was uh, a Hebrew, and he uh, is able to interpret dreams. And he interpreted my dream. It happened just like uh, he interpreted it. And Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and, of course, Joseph comes in, and he interprets that dream that was going to be a time of famine, a great famine, and but there would be a great... Uh, fruitful time prior to that and he was encouraging him to store up the food and all because it would last during the famine and and uh, Pharaoh was so impressed with Joseph that he made him second ruler he was like the prime minister of Egypt he'd been put in this great position well it's important to see that and I have to move through that quickly to get you to just get that focus he's he sold into slavery by his brothers because they hated him. They didn't like his dream. And uh, he's been there now for 13 years in Egypt. And now he has been elevated to the highest position of anyone but the Pharaoh. And so 
Uh, he looks like an Egyptian. He's married. He's living there. But as the famine go, starts after seven years of good harvest, and then now we're into the famine, and uh, we, we're struggling. And, and so back in, in the land of Canaan, there is uh, a man named Jacob, the father of Joseph, and they're beginning to need some food. They send to Egypt, send his sons over to Egypt to get food. Well, they didn't recognize Joseph, but he knew them, and uh, he was harsh with them, and he gave them a, a really hard time. And, and, and there's a process here that I won't deal with because the important thing is that eventually Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. Can you imagine what they felt? These men who had sold him into slavery, they had been rough with him. They had even thought about killing him. And now he is in charge in Egypt. He can put them to death. He has authority. He can do that. And can you imagine what they're feeling right now? But Joseph says something very strange here, and I want you to see that today as we look in the 45th chapter of this book of Genesis. And as we uh, come down here in verse 7, it says, But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now, uh, what, a, what a thought. And I should have mentioned, of course, that these, these men have bowed down to Joseph. Uh, they have bowed themselves and called him Lord. And so, uh, but now he reveals himself to them. Now they're fearful, but he tells them, it wasn't you who sent me here, but it was God. Now, come on, you, you know that is not true. It was these guys that sent him there. But you see, Joseph had a bigger vision. Joseph was a man of God. He saw God's plan, and he said, oh, he, he wasn't ignorant of the fact of what they had done. He said, I know it was you who who." caused me to be sent here but it was God who wanted me here and God allowed that to happen so that I would be here to preserve you and all of our family this is the will of God God sent me here now I'm asking you to look at that and think about where are you today uh, how did you get where you are could it be that a thing that you're going through, that you're walking through today, that seems so hard, that's so difficult, could it be that God has sent you there, that he's got a purpose and a plan for you being there? You see, in Romans chapter 8, 28, we quote a verse here a lot, but I wonder if we really believe it when it says, all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to his purpose. Oh, I want to tell you this morning, uh, it's amazing when we begin to see where God sends us, how he works to get us where he needs us to be. As I've looked over my own life and saw so many things that I thought were, were wrong and bad that turned out to be great and good. You see, God 
is in charge and he's in control and he is working. And Joseph was able to see that in all that he went through, God had a purpose. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel good. And it didn't say in Romans 8, 28, that all things are feel good. He said, all things are worked together for good. And when we look at Joseph, we have to say it did work together for good but it was not necessarily good for Joseph during all that time. But Joseph put his faith in God. He trusted God. And even when everything went bad, he kept focusing on God and would not give in to sin. I encourage you today that we would recognize and look at our lives and just say, why why am I here Oh, how did I get here? What is God saying? What is God doing? And how can I use this to bring glory and honor to God? Think about it, friend, today. Do do you see where God's hand has moved you from place to place? Can you look back and see things that you thought were horrible and that they turned out for good? You saw that God had worked a mighty work in your life. I am amazed at what God has done in my life and how he's brought me from places that I thought were impossible. May God bless you. Have a great day and let God Have control of every way in your life. God bless you. Great is thy.